Hello, is that uh, Heat magazine? Yes. Are you still doing the spotted section? You know, where people used to um, write in and tell you that they'd seen Mike Reed buying a sausage roll at Greg's or something like that. You do? <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, I've got one for you. I saw Stu from the Stu and Al pod punch a child in a wheelchair. But I've got to go now because uh, I've got to do a podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Stu and Al pod with me, Al. My name's Stu. Oh, hang on. I just got a phone call. Hello. Oh, hi, Heat Magazine. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch a child in a wheelchair. No, I think you got that wrong. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Bye. Weird. That's weird, isn't it? I don't know where that would have come from, Stuart. Heat, Heat Magazine ringing me to punch the child in a wheelchair. That's just harsh, that. I don't know who would have said that, Stu. No, weird one. Yeah. I didn't know they were still going. Well, Heat Magazine goes. I don't know if they do the spotted section anymore. I mean, I'm going back to the early 2000s when they used to do that. <laughs> My favourite part of the magazine, that spotted. I saw Les Dennis walking his dog. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Keith Jacob get his knob out in Sainsbury's. <laughs> I saw Bernard Manning telling some rather risky jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw John Leslie and Abby Titmus on camera doing stuff that I shouldn't really say about. I saw Michael Barrymore hanging around swimming pools. Oh, God. That's too far. I won. <laughs> you won't win when I do a bag of nails later. That's why I'm getting that in now. Oh, we've, um, our new sponsors have yeah. had, a, had a word with me this week. Oh, yeah. And they wanted to give us a... Um, like a little trailer. Yep. To ask if we could play it or not. Fair enough, yeah. Go for it. Cool. Yep. And, uh, thank you. And click. Welcome to Robin Williams Airlines. We'll fly you anywhere you want to go for nine months of the year. Good, yeah. You could be waking up saying good morning Vietnam or good afternoon Bethlehem. It depends where you go. Hmm? We have you covered anywhere, anywhere. Is that one of these films? Suffer from insomnia? Yeah. Try one of our overnight flights. We'll guarantee you a comfy seat made from industrial flubber material. Yeah, good. Got kids? Great. Each plane has a built-in playpen with all the latest toys that will get them hooked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have pilots. Uh-uh. All planes are controlled with state-of-the-art AI artificial intelligence. Good, yeah, he was in that. <laughs> Technology to get you to your destination safely. Jack, a lad in our office. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> even drives you to your hotel in a Cadillac, man. Oh, good, yeah. Upon arrival, try one of our many offers with our hotel packages. Book any premier suite and get a free Goodwill hunting voucher, USA Good, yeah. only. <laughs> get your pictures developed in our one-hour photo processing booths. Yeah. Or you could just spend a night at the museum of your choice. It's Good. on us. Robin Williams Airlines. It's bicentennial, man. Oh, lovely. You could have said... It's out fire. Yeah, you could have said... Um, on the plane, we 
Mrs. Doubt there'll be a fire. But uh, it's a bit difficult to get in, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you could have jumped in at any point, Al. I know, sorry. Stu, it's uh, it's now officially autumn, even though it was 23 degrees today and I went to work in shorts. That's how hot it was. It has been hot, in it, all weekend? Yeah, so Stu, what I thought I'd uh, find is three jokes um, for kids about autumn for you. Oh, okay. Here you go. How did the tree get a new job? It had the right qualifications. Uh, <laughs> before, before. <laughs> uh, what did the Jedi trees say to each other? May the forest be with you. <laughs> chawful, chawful. And why does Humpty Dumpty love autumn? Because he had a great fall. Ah, uh, as American joke there for you. That's what uh-huh, uh-huh. I did that one for Frank. That's for you, Frank. I don't understand it. We don't say fall over here. We say bloody autumn because that's what it is. But uh, you can say the fall, whatever you want. At least we call it autumn because the leaves autumn on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Here's top three. <laughs> In each episode, me and Al are set up subjects where we tell you our top three favourite things about it. And then we ask uh, Twitter, or X as it's known now, for their top three things about the same subject. Don't get what I mean? Well, Al, if Mm -hmm. I was to say to you what are your top three monitors? Monitors? Monitors. What would Uh they be? I'd say the milk monitor at school. Um, Monitor Lewinsky, yeah, and um, the HB Packard monitor that came with the FS five hundred laptop. I've got a HB monitor as well, right next to this laptop here. So I'm picking that. Yeah, Uh, Monitor Geller. Yeah, and uh, Marlon Hector. Yeah, (laughs) because you can make the word monitor out of his name. Oh yeah. He's a good lad, isn't he? If you borrow an eye from somewhere. Well, he's got an eye. I think <laughs> yeah. he's got two, actually. So, yeah. And he might have an iPhone, so you can get it from there. Um, uh, or an iPod. Yeah. So, Stu, uh, it, or an iPad. Uh, <laughs> Trying to do one more? An icicle, if it was a warm yeah, day, go. like today. So, Stu, it was your choice for this episode's top three, and you chose top three? Top three Robin Williams films. You did indeed. Oh, oh I think... Stu, I've accidentally gone with Robbie Williams films. <laughs> Maybe we should do this as top three from now on, just um, films of an actor. It's been enjoyable. And you get to watch loads of films as research. Okay, well, my next one is to do with film, so it's not actor, but um, it's... Oh, actress? Film. No, but I'll come to it in a minute, obviously, when we've done this. So, uh, do you want me to well, go I'm going to do that from now on, so... Yeah. All right. Well, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. So, my number three, Stu, is the film Jack from 1996. Um, Now, this is about an unusual disorder, which means a boy ages four times as fast as uh, as, as normal. So, uh, Robin Williams plays a 10-year-old boy who looks 40, and it's about him going to school for the first time. It's it's not a great film. I've seen it loads of times. Uh, It has also got Bill Cosby in it, which is... And it's got that weird-looking kid in it with the weird eyes. Who? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was always in those films around that time. Steve Buscemi. <clears throat> no. Oh. Uh, my um, here's my IMDb for you, which I've written myself. 
He goes to school and has a heart attack at some point. Remember when he has a heart <laughs> And then at the end, he, he graduates, but he's like, looks about 100. 100. Yeah, and he's got like, I don't think he's got any trousers on or something. I think that, I can't remember. Well, you don't have to wear them when you're that age, do you? No, <clears throat> no. So, yeah, Jack is my number three film, Stu. And J-Lo was his teacher, right? Was it J-Lo? Been, yeah, you might be right there. Did you not watch it recently? No. And when they do the, when I grow up, I, what do I want to be? And he's like, I want to be alive. It's like, sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> Alpha number three, I picked uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Watched it again two days ago. Never Very seen cool. it. I told you I'm not a big Rob- Robin Williams fan. That's so, two weeks to watch all these films. No. Nah. Well, if you watched it and really liked it, it might have made your top three. Would have been higher than Jack, that's for sure. Don't know. Does he have a does he have a heart attack in it? Does he play no. a ten year old boy who's forty? No. Oh well, there you go then. <laughs> uh, so he, he plays a radio DJ who was shipped to Vietnam to bring humor to the armed forces radio station. He becomes very popular with the troops, but runs afoul of some of his superiors for his wild antics on air. Outside of the airwaves, he mixes with locals and begins to teach English to them. And he also has brushes with the real war, the war that you don't hear about. Oh, the war. I, I, I would read, I would tell you about the film, but I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. So I'll, well, I'll tell you facts, what's though. on. What's it on at the minute? Uh, it's on Netflix. No, it's on Disney Plus, I think. All right, I'll I will right. watch it then. I'll watch one that. of the three. There, you know, you know. Williams ad libbed all of the radio broadcasts featured in the film, and they're all very funny as well, all as right. you can imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. The film was mostly shot in Bangkok, and at the time, several hundred students from the International School of Bangkok were recruited as extras. As a thank you, Robin Williams put on a stand-up routine for all those old enough to attend. Oh, nice. That would have been good to go. Yeah. Bruno Kirby, who appears in the film, said he enjoyed working on this film more than any other in his career. Uh, but he'd keep that on the lowdown because when fans ask him, they always like to hear him say God Barber 2. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, well, my number two, Stu, I'm going with Jumanji um, from 1995. What? Year is it? True. Uh, it's about two kids that play a game that gets proper mental, and some bloke tries to shoot Robin Williams, who's his dad, but ain't really. So uh, what? Oh, the same actor. Yeah. Van Pelt. Yeah. yeah. So um, I watched Jim. Jumanji's probably the last time I've watched a Robin Williams film, which I think Good was about a year or so ago. I quite like Jumanji. When you watch it back, there's always bits that you go, "Oh, I forgot about that." Um, but it's it's a good film. I've not seen the, the the new ones. It's not not my cup of tea. They're good as well. Oh, are they? But um, yeah, I quite like Jumanji. It's good, isn't it? Mm, it's good, isn't it? Plays out about it. No. Oh. <laughs> the um when they when they find the game in the attic when it's yeah. Kirsten yeah. Dunst and the little monkey brother she has. Yeah. Uh, they go through the games, picking them up one by one until they get to the Jumanji one. One of the games on there is called Kimbo, which is what we call our mother ah. uh, from that. So if you know anyone called Kim out there, anyone, stop calling her Kimbo from now on. 
Uh, well, I've got one fact, Stu. At one point, Robin Williams's character is sucked into the game, but there are no confirmed reports whether he was sucked off at any time during film. <laughs> Number two, I've gone for Aladdin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Jumanji ruined. <laughs> I might do Jumanji in the future for a bag of nails. <laughs> Yeah, go on then. Alan, Alan, where have you been? Well, I got sucked off? No, in <laughs> to a game. And uh, now I'm back. <laughs> oh. Uh, Aladdin, number two. A kind-hearted street rat. Yeah. Frees a genie from a lamp and gets three wishes. What he wishes for next will blow your mind. <gasps> Click here to watch the full movie. Advert, 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 advert. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, this is up there. This has been in my top three Disney films before when we've done top three. Yeah. And pretty much the only reason of that was him playing the genie. Fair enough. Got any facts about it or no, we're moving on to number one? Do I? During the course of recording the voices, Robin Williams improvised so much they had 16 hours of material. Jesus Christ. I bet, like him, I bet the bloke in the sound booth who just got his head in his hands. He's like, just read the fuck. I bet he line. was laughing his head off. I bet. Oh, he, for I sixteen hours, yeah, I bet he was. I bet he was loving it. The movie. Well, they didn't do it all in one go, did they? I bet they did. I doubt it. Oh, he did it all in one day. Done. Next film. Yeah, I bet. I bet Robin Williams could do that. He probably could. Yeah. Yeah. The movie was re- was rejected for a best adapted screenplay Oscar because Robin Williams ad libbed so many of his lines. Oh, well, it's not adapted, is it? No. But he's making it up. Making it up, ain't it? They should have gone. All right, put us in for best original screenplay, then you clever yeah. bastard. Robin Williams recorded most of his lines in between filming Hook and Toys. So while he was on breaks from recording from filming them, he was recording Aladdin. Aladdin. Aladdin, here, boy. <laughs> that it? Uh, also, I well, want one bonus fact for you. Yeah. Uh, when he was doing Aladdin, he uh, would get a lot of phone calls from Steven Spielberg, and uh, he would call him so they could, so he could cheer the actors up on the set of Schindler's List. Yeah. He'd just like tell jokes over the phone for them. Fair enough. Well, my number one Stu is uh, my. I think it's the best one he's doing. It's one hour photo. This was from 2002, and it's about a mentally unstable photo developer who targets a middle-class family. He goes to prison at the end, and it's proper weird. I like that film. So it's a really good film. I always like it when a comic actor does a serious role. So I always preferred Robin, because I didn't find Robin Williams particularly funny. It it just wasn't, wasn't someone I found particularly funny. But when he did a serious role, a bit like Adam Sandler now, Adam's film, Sandler's films now, comedy films are terrible. They're not funny at all. They're like, I don't know who they're supposed to be for. But when Adam his Sandler mates. does a serious I think, role, I think they're for his mates. Yeah, right? it's all for his mates. He just hires his mates. But when he does a serious film, like when he did Uncut Gems, Punch Drunk Love, he was so good. And I just, with Robin Williams, I just wanted him to play serious roles. So when he did do them... He was like, you know, you look at Goodwill Hunting, which is an honourable mention because it wasn't in my top three. He was so, so good. And then I suppose it's one of those things, like with Goodwill Hunting and you 
you know, you found out that Robin Williams was suffering from depression, that these serious roles, maybe he got a lot from that. And maybe that, you know, hindered him a little bit with his personal life because he was being so serious and, uh, and, you know, maybe it was quite difficult for him, but he was such a good straight actor. He was so good. Um, And that's, yeah, that's why my favourite film is a serious one. Yeah, he had quite the range. I watched one yesterday, Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Mm. And that's kind of like comedy and drama kind of thing. Straight role, but with funny bits in it. Yeah. He never really puts in a bad performance or anything. No, he's always the very... The Society was a good one and also like a serious role. Because even in his comedy roles, even though I'm not a huge fan of his comedy roles, he's very good at it. You know, he's very good at, yeah. your, at, at your sort of comedy roles. Because he was that well, he was, and... I watched him in this other one, the big wedding the other day. He was only in it a little bit, but stole the scenes every bit he was in. It's like say, you say with Aladdin, they had 16 hours worth of audio because he would just, he was a funny man. He was like, you know, mm. he got funny. And I've never seen any of his stand up, but, you know, he, he obviously got to where he was for being a funny man. So I think most of that he, he just made up. I think they're just like, when they call the, the shots, he's just like, they just go, go on, do your thing. Yeah. Do what you want. You'll just go for it. Yeah. So there you go. That's my top three, Stu. So you on the one I did Awakenings. I've not seen that. Wow. It's a brilliant film, mate. That's on Disney, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you should really watch that one. Uh, so it's based on a true stories. Well, the victims of an encephalitis epidemic many years ago uh, had left a lot of people in a catatonic state ever since. Uh, but now a new drug offers the prospect of reviving them. So they're all just like, they're just like there, sitting, yeah. staring, doing nothing, all these patients in the hospital. And he tries the drug on one patient, and overnight he's like, he finds him awake and like sitting at a table writing his name. A few days later, he's talking, walking around, everything. And then they try the drug out on all the other patients, and they all just come, well, it's literally like they come back to life. I'll have to give it a go. Is it serious? Yeah, it's really, really, really good, man. Really good. Yeah, so it's based on a non-fiction book by Oliver Sacks. Robin Williams' his character is based on the author. The Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Julie Kavner plays Eleanor the Nurse and is also the voice of Marge Simpson. Oh, what? At, at no point does she go... Mm-hmm. Ned Sanders. And this is one of Robin Williams' favourite films of his own. Ah, oh, good. It's really, really good. Highly recommend it. Give it a beer. Highly. Right. Well, Let's do what the social media said. Johnny picked Flubber three times. Fuck's sake, yeah. Never seen it. Looks shit. <laughs> Richie B, Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire, Patch Adams. JR, Good Morning Vietnam, Bicentennial Man, Jumanji. Yeah. Keza G, Goodwill Hunting, Good Morning Vietnam, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Randall Tran, Jumanji, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Final Cut. An oh, honorable mention to One Hour Photo. Yeah. That Final Cut looks good, you know. Oh, does it? Yeah. I'm trying to find a copy online. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haley's picked Mrs. Doubtfire, Aladdin, and Hook. Laura picked Birdcage, Jumanji, and Hook. Hook you. Eh? Hook you. They should have said that in the film. 
my favorite line in Sister Act. I got two words for you, Vince. Bless you. <laughs> but I didn't sneeze. <laughs> uh, regular Gav. It's regular Gav. Regular Gav. He talks a load of old shite. Not this week, it wasn't. Aladdin, Jumanji, good morning, Vietnam. Viet fucking Nam. Frankie. We should have gone to the darts because it was on yeah. in Leicester. Oh, was it? Well, yeah, this week. And they would have played that. We could have made a video for Frank. Yeah, we could have, couldn't we? Oh, well, I'm going to hope we get it again next year. Uh, he's picked Awakenings, Good Morning Vietnam, and The Fisher King. Oh. Good choice. Going back to that, Stu, if we get, did go to the darts and it was on the TV, what we could do is we could storm the stage in the nude as they're singing, do, 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 and I'll have Frank and you have Mendoza. Obviously, you wouldn't need the O. Fuck oh, And then um, and we'd like to see if we can get that on TV for Frank. So, Frank, if you'd like us to do that, let us know. You mean because my belly button would be the O? No, it'd be your arsehole. Bit of manned on one cheek and sat on the other. Don't know if that might be the uh, might be the the title of this episode. What? Putting on a putting Frank's name on our asses. No, no, no. It'd be your arsehole. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, Frank. This won't be happening. Oh, well, um, Frank might want us to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if we do that, but then Frank's got to go to the uh, the Red Sox stadium, put Stu and Alpha on there. Uh, on him. On his ass. Yep, you won't need the O on pod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Frank. <laughs> you we should probably first, meet Frank, him first do before like, doing it. <laughs> if Frank does it first, then we'll do it. <laughs> Up to you, Frank. Baseball season's still on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow American, Alyssa, has picked Hook, Dead Poet Society, and Death to Smoochie. That was a good one. Did you see it? Him and Ed Norton. No. They play like um, they're like costumed kids presenters. And uh, Robin Williams gets fired and Norton takes his place. And he's like, he wants to get revenge on him. Oh, um, Wolfie will come back to. <laughs> Kimbo, Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting, Patch Adams. Mm-hmm. Fair, Dead Poets Society, Goodwill Hunting Toys, and your best mate, Katie, Flubber, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Aladdin. Flubber. That's my sister, not um, Keza G. Okay. So what's what's wrong with Flubber? Flubber's good. Know. It looks shit. Go on then. What's, what's Wolfie said? Uh, Wolfie? Wolfie says, I like that more can Mindy as he says nanny nanny like that player who used to play for Man U. <laughs> yep. First of all, more can Mindy isn't a film, so you can't have that. I put no he doesn't, idiot. Yes, he fucking does, mate. Mark was a proper Man U fan. You ain't even not ain't even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I put, I don't know why I'm entertaining him, but I put no he doesn't, and it's Mork, not Mark, and it's Nanu, not Nanny. You're hopeless. It's fucking Mark, mate. Think I know because my uncle was director or something. <laughs> so I've put. So why did you call it Mork and Mindy then, dipshit? And then screenshotted his tweet. Yeah. He's put, Better mistake, mate. Ain't not good at it. 
Oh. Well, there's a lot of things you ain't good at. <laughs> well, your mum ain't not said that. <laughs> I've hit him with a salty Rio Ferdinand gif. Yeah. He's replied with the usual Rio stare, and that is where it ended. Oh, so Mark and Mindy. Mark and Mindy. Nanny nanny. <laughs> so this is my choice for the next episode. And as it's coming up to Halloween, I thought I'd get a Halloween theme. So on the next episode, I would like your top three monsters from movies. Because we had before, we had um, your bad guys, didn't we? Your yeah. uh, movie what villains. Movie villains. But now I want your top three monsters. So the monster cannot be human form. So you cannot, for example, have Freddy Krueger. You can't have Jason. You can't, have can't speak. Myers. Well, yeah. Or, well, Michael Myers doesn't really speak, does he? But it has to be okay. something that's not human. So, for example, uh, Godzilla is a monster. Nothing with a mask. Yeah. Nothing with a mouth, did you say? Mask. Mask, yeah. So it's got to be a monster and not anything human-like. What about um, Nessie in that Scottish film where they're trying to find Loch Ness? Yeah, if you want. So it's your top three monsters. So you can get in contact with us. We are stillanourpod at gmail.com or at stillanourpod on Twitter slash X and Instagram. So that was top three. And now it's time for the Naughty Corner. Oh. We can discuss our favourite songs and films in the Naughty Corner. Ooh. In each episode, Stu and I are going through the noughties and telling you our favourite film and single. But we are asking for yours as well. And at the moment, we are on 2006 with a single. But in the last episode, it was your favourite film from 2006. A poll went up on Twitter. Or X, whichever you want to want to call it. Twitter. I will continue calling it Twitter. Same. I went up, and Stu, have you got the results now? Yes, eighty-seven votes in total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big increase from last week. Uh, in last place was Chris's film Crank, eight percent. Yeah, no surprise. Third place was my film. Again, no surprise. Snakes on a Plane, ten percent. Yep. Second, <laughs> second place was The Departed. That departed. That departed. Uh, 34% second place. The winner, starring a very young Jordan Pickford, was This Is England. Yeah. 47%. Excellent. My choice won. So, Stu, it's time for your single from 2006. Warrior Got For It, mate. It's another country and western song, Al. Fuck's sake. Yeah. It's The World by Brad Paisley. The world is full of... Stuarts and hats. <laughs> Doesn't sound anything like him. And that's not the song either. Okay. I actually saw him. He, did, he sang this when I went to see him in concert in August. Good. At the North Dakota State Fair. Excellent. More about my trip to America later in the news, Al, by the way. Okay. That's a, got... a story featuring the airport that I landed in. Excellent. So, Stu, your song is going to be coming last in the poll. No, it ain't. I've got a It was released in March 13th, 2006, Al. And guess what? It got as high as 45 on the US Billboard charts. Brilliant. It's a very good song. Okay. Right. Well, mine's do. I'm going to go with Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis, mainly because it is such a lad song. <laughs> so 
abroad. You got yeah, you got to love the protest. I was looking at the songs, and this one just stood out to me. You, I don't think this song can. I end. wanted to pick it as well, lad, but I didn't yeah. want to break my uh, country and western um, record here. Like, well, it's a song that you can't ever be in a bad mood listening to, and when it comes on when you're out, it's such a such a it is such a laddie song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's mine. I haven't got any information on it. I just wanted to do the bit. Probably was. Peaked at number one in 750 countries around the world. Probably. So, Stu, what's the social media right said? Social. Uh, I think that many is usually. We never really get many on the North Corner. No. Shame. It's a shame, really. Fucking shame. Uh, Wolfie will stay till the last. Yep. Uh, Brendatron, welcome to the Black Parade. My Chemical Romance. He's gone emo again. And well emo, isn't he? What is. That time of uh, the decade, wasn't it, around this time? Yeah, yeah, it would be, yeah. Uh, Gav went for Silent Shout by The Nice. He, well, he, he picked this, and then he went, nobody will probably know it, so maybe I should go for Lily Allen's Smile. And I said, well, you should probably go on with Silent Shout. He went, okay, then. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Frank, who will soon be painting the Stuart Alpod logo on his bottle. <laughs> he went for Crazy by Niles Barkley. If he's picking songs like Crazy, maybe that's something Frank will do. Exactly. Yeah. Keith Campbell has picked the JCB song by Niz Lopi. I've seen them live. They're very good. Was that like yeah. a five-minute gig because I've only done one song? No, their, their album was actually all right. Keza G, Danny California, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. We want Chili Willies. <laughs> Remember I hear Red Hot Chili Peppers, I already, I always immediately think of Flaming Mo. Yeah, true. Oh, Wolfie. Yeah. Hang on. Wolfie said, Sexy Back, because Tan Hag has bought Sexy Back to Man U. Champions this year swear down. Yeah. I said they keep losing. He went, won every game, I think you'll find me. I said, they literally lost the last game. Ain't not why I ain't seen a note, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't even understand what you wrote there. Fick a shit you are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, ah, coming from the vermin that spells Fick, F-I-C-K. And then he just put a Rio Ferdinand glare stare as a gift. Yeah, and I just replied with um, the end. Okay. Well, actually, Stu, um, Al from Married with Children. I think "Sexy Back" is a great song. So I think we've got. We're not pointing in from him. Yeah, but it's good. It's one of the best songs. "Sexy Back." What we got? What we got? What we got? I mean, Niles Barkley, crazy. I reckon. Yeah. And "Sexy Back." No, I think "Crazy" in the JCB song. No. I pick one, you pick one. So I'm picking Sexy Back. And what are you picking? Uh, crazy Noel Barkley. Okay. So those will go on a Twitter poll. Well done to Wolfie for getting his first one in. Actually picked something decent this episode. Um, what was your song, Al? Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. So on the next episode, we would like your favourite film from the year 2007. Again, you can get in contact stuanalpod at gmail.com or stuanalpod on Twitter and Instagram. Jolly good. Still to come, Al ruins another British sitcom, 
classic yep. in the bag of nails. It's Dennis the Menace versus David Hasselhoff on You're the One That I Want. Uh, we take a look at some really weird stories, including one about a giraffe at Minnesota airport mm-hmm. in, in the news. Mike Reed offers more helpful tips, but for now, here's Al with an ad. For subpar comedy and poor impressions, it's time for Al's Ad. As it comes towards Christmas, we've brought out an album that you might want to buy for your grandparents. It's Songs from the Yesteryear with rude sounding lyrics. Featuring this song about a man who used to take his dog out for walks. I like to take my willy out in public. But folks say that's not something I should do. I tell them it's all right. My willy, he don't bite. But he might just spit all over you. I just nearly spat that out. <laughs> I thought you were going to take it easy on the advert when it's your week to do bag and ale. I know, yeah, I thought so. Double filth. And how about this? About a, 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 a young woman wrote about her father... Who was in? Who really liked her? Uh, his eccentric aunt with a funny-sounding name. Well, my father likes old Fanny, and he likes oh, yeah. to tickle her. He's always liked old Fanny, has my pa. Yes, he prefers old Fanny, but he don't like his granny. My father likes old Fanny. Yes, he does. Worst song I've ever heard. And this is a, a wonderful song about a, a man who remembers his childhood with uh, with a particular family member. My uncle pulls me off during every football game. He pulls me off in front of my friends. It really is a shame. My uncle seems to enjoy pulling me off. I know it's time when he gives a little calm. Yes, he substitutes me during football games. Ah, right. I was thinking, what's yeah. the fucking other? Yeah, this is weird. That's songs from yesteryear with rude-sounding lyrics. Buy it for your grandma this Christmas. Or don't. Good you like that one? Nope. Rude-sounding lyrics. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, uh, buying it. Keep those ones coming, though. <laughs> Here's in the news. On each episode, Stu tells us some news stories. They're always quite comical. Uh, he also has the sport, the weather, Dr. Doris, Arnie. And, no, no Arnie. Um, and that's it. So here we go. Here are your headlines. Cheers, Al. Thank you. Justin Timberlake volunteers to fight with Ukrainian forces. He'll be posted around the Crimea River. Oh, very good. <laughs> Sweden and Norway vote Popeye one of the weakest cartoon heroes. However, he's deemed strong to the finish. Good. <laughs> Egyptian... <laughs> I'm strong to the finish because I eat me spinach. I'm Popeye the sailor man. Egyptian tomb discovered to be filled with chocolate and hazelnut. Archaeologists believe it could be the tomb of Pharaoh Roche. Oh, very good. <laughs> you are spoiling Stuart, with these jokes, you are spoiling us. 
The first. Ukrainian authorities are planning to turn the Chernobyl exclusion zone into a theme park. They say the only difference between this place and Disneyland will be that the six-foot-tall mouse won't be a costume. Oh, lovely. Speaking of the House of Mouse, Mickey uh, foiled an assassination attempt on Trump the other day when he shouted, Donald, duck. Oh, good. Yeah, like that. Mickey Mouse also tried to land his helicopter on Trump's Scottish golf course. Uh, but remember, he can't fly his helicopter in Scotland as it Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland, bro. <laughs> Some for Keith, Keith there. Hey, Disneyland, you know. <laughs> Moving on. A box of draft poo was seized by customs at a US airport after a woman tried to bring it into the country to make a necklace. Yeah. Pretty shit necklace, that would be. Oh, very good, yeah. The box of plops had been declared by the woman when she was selected to have her. When she was selected to have her belongings inspected upon arrival at the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport in Minnesota, the same airport I landed in a month before this happened. Oh, well, that's that was interesting. Before this happened, she told officials she picked up the poop on a trip to Kenya and brought it back to wear around her neck. Hmm. The woman from Iowa had previously made a necklace from moose poo. Yeah. Why? Why, yeah. There are many things you can make a necklace with. Why are you choosing poo? <laughs> the woman won't be facing charges because she declared the droppings and gave it for customs officials. Agricultural specialists destroyed the giraffe poo. I mean, did they just flush it down the toilet? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Oh, good. Uh, it's funny because uh, this is the airport, like I say, I flew to from Heathrow in the summer. And weirdly enough, I went to the bathroom there and took a poo. Not sure whose it was, though, but it's <laughs> mine now. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a herd of sheep struggling to find fresh grass for food due to flooding. Uh, began to act strangely after eating a cannabis crop. Oops. Oh. The sheep walked into a greenhouse producing medicinal marijuana in Greece. The owner has said the crop had been badly damaged already by a heat wave and by Storm Daniel, and the sheep had just basically finished what was left. Yikes. Yeah. A shepherd noticed strange behaviour in the herd, but it hasn't been made clear what that involved. Were you in Greece recently? Oh. Saw any weird sheep on your travels? Please drop us a line and tell us what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sheep, scientists have discovered a way a way to milk sheep. They've told Apple to release a new iPhone every year. Oh, good. <laughs> also in the news this week, a sheep was witnessed to be arguing with a farmer. The sheep was heard saying, all you do is boss me around, I hate you. The farmer shouted back, what did you say? You can and the sheep was like, you heard me. Bastard. Bit of sport, Al. Yes, please. A snooker player was docked to the opening frame this week after he turned up in the wrong outfit. Ding Junhui forgot, uh, forgot about the old black dress code for the English Open. And after getting a friend to quickly run to a shop to buy him an outfit, he was late for the start and forfeited the first frame. So this guy... He usually turns up in like a brown waistcoat and trousers and a shirt. Yeah. But this open, you need a black shirt and trousers, and you forgot all about it. 
That's ridiculous. Uh, not to worry, though, folks, as John Huey went on to win the match, he now plays Russian player in off the red in the semi-finals. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, I was uh, waiting to play snooker in uh, Riders the other day. Yeah. But I gave up waiting in the end as the queue was too long. Very good. Did you Help go and Dr. Doris? Instead, did you just go and take a rest? I did, yeah. Mm, good. Dr. Doris. I had a retired boxer in the other day saying he was having trouble sleeping. I said, have you tried counting sheep? He said, yes, but every time I get to nine, I get up. Very good. <laughs> and speaking of the uh, Disney thing earlier, Mickey Mouse came in saying that his knee hurts. I said, which knee? He said, Disney. Oh, good. Bye. Travel. Travel's back, Al. Oh, yeah. Van carrying snooker equipment has crashed on the motorway, leaving queues on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did this next bit and then I got a bit carried away. All right. Feel free to join in at any point. Yeah. Uh, Dalek humor with Doctor Who. <laughs> hmm. Hey, Doctor. Hey, Daleks. Hi. Hey, Daleks. How do you stay so smooth and shiny? Exfoliate, exfoliate. <laughs> Very good. Dalek roll call with Doctor Who. Teacher Dalek, educate, educate. <laughs> Bored at work, Dalek. Procrastinate, procrastinate. Dalek that thinks he's a bee. Pollinate, pollinate. I've got one, Stu. <laughs> Hey, Daleks, my favourite comedian, uh, he says uh, garlic bread, garlic bread. Peter Kate, Peter Kate. <laughs> Doctor that thinks he's an actor. Impersonate, impersonate. Formula One, Dalek. Accelerate, accelerate. Archaeology, Dalek. Excavate, excavate. <laughs> Drunk, Dalek. Intoxicate. Intoxicate. <laughs> Health and safety, Dalek. Evacuate. Evacuate. <laughs> <laughs> Australian Dalek. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. <laughs> did you, you didn't do fertility, Dalek, did you? Impregnate. Impregnate. Corbin and Dean, Dalek. We ice skate. We ice skate. <laughs> <laughs> a new age Dalek. <laughs> it's your fate. It's your fate. <laughs> a tardy Dalek. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. Unfriendly Dalek. I'm not your mate. I'm not your mate. Uh... <laughs> Excellent. Cultured Dalek. The last one. Cultured Dalek. Let's go to the Tate. Let's go to the Tate. <laughs> <laughs> um, the weather you got a window look outside oh very nice and that's what they should say well thanks Stu that was in the news and now it's time for You're the One That I Want Hi. on each episode we are going on what, You're the One That I Want we are picking our own topics on Wikipedia and we get to then the other person ask five questions about that 
topic. We're going through the alphabet. It is currently, I think, 2-1 to Stu. And we are on the letter D. And Stu, I chose for myself uh, Dennis the Menace. And you chose... David, don't hassle the half. David, don't hassle the half. half. Uh, Stu, do you want to ask me questions first? Um, Sure. Question one. Who did Dennis replace on the Beano front cover? Uh, Biffo Bear. Biffo the Bear. Yeah. Number two. The first appearance of Dennis the Menace. Issue and year. It was... 12th of March, 1951. 452? Was that right? Oh, fuck. And it was, I knew the year, but there's there's controversy around it because it's, it's, apparently it's the 17th of March, but there weren't... There was was, that's why I said yeah. year, because there was two different dates. Yeah. What are the names of Dennis's parents? Well, Dad is just called Dennis Senior. Uh-huh. Dennis's dad, as we know him. And his mum is called... Oh, Sandra? Yeah. Oh, fuck. The name of Dennis's spectacled rival. Walter the Softy. <laughs> <laughs> his dog, Nasha, had a son. What is the name of the son? Nipper. Yeah, five out of five. Oh, I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you used to have, you used to get the Beano, didn't you? you did you? I still get my mum every Christmas still buys me the Beano annual, so I get that every. Right, so, uh, your five questions on David Hasselhoff. Number one, what is his date of birth? July the seventeenth, nineteen fifty-two. Correct. Uh, question two: What is the world? What is the Guinness World Record that he holds? He's the most watched actor. Yep, most much what most much yeah, most watched man on TV. Yeah. Question three: What was the name of his second wife? Um, Backman, the one that was in Baywatch. I'll give you that, Pamela Back. Back, yeah. That's it, back. Um, question four: How many years did he do Night Rider for? Uh, Eighty-two to eighty-six. Yeah, four years. Yeah. And question five, what religion was his family growing up? Jewish. Oh, they were Roman Catholic. Mm. Oh, you got still yeah, scored four out of five, Stu. Booger. Two all. So um, do you want to give me my tiebreaker? Yeah. Name the missing character from Dennis's gang. Dennis, Curly, Ruby, JJ. Pie face. Pie face. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them aren't in it anymore. He's he's not. um, Curly's not in it anymore. Ah. It's Pie Face and uh, mainly JJ and Ruby. Stu, your tiebreaker would be how many studio albums has David Hasselhoff released? 15. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? 15. Okay, Stu, uh, we are moving on to E. Um, For my next topic, I would like Eggs Benedict, which does have its own (laughs) Wikipedia page. What would you like? I picked Elvis Presley. <laughs> Elvis Presley. I'm Elvis. So, if you'd like to play along at home, we will be looking at those topics in the next episode. So, that was your the one that I want. And now it's time for Tales Down a Bag of Nails. Woo.
rabbit, 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 then to visit the world's greatest pub, the Bag and Ale. Yep. This week, Al went. Yeah. How did you get? Um... Well, still, I was talking to a chap, um, and he used to work on the TV series One Foot in the Grave. Yeah, uh, he got a bit drunk, and he gave me a videotape of a um, of a deleted scene from a Christmas special. Um, I can see when you listen to it, Stu. You'll understand why it was deleted. Okay. Well, because you've made it up. That's why it was deleted. Well, no. Here's the tape. Oh, the video is broke, by the way. Well, it's all right. It's a tape player. It's just a cassette. It's an audio cassette. There yeah, that's broke too. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. See, nothing's happening. Click. Those bloody hooligans have broken their heads off my gnomes again. Margaret. Margaret. Victor. Whatever is the matter? Bloody vandals! Oh, Victor, you must calm down. I need a drink. What are you doing upstairs, Margaret? Oh. <laughs> I've got a little surprise for you, Victor. What do you think the surprise is going to be, Steve? Maybe she's got him a nice gnome um, oh. gift. I hope it's those bloody hooligans' head on a spike. Come upstairs, Victor. And then Victor goes upstairs and they're standing outside the bedroom. Well, what is it? Victor, do you remember 40 years ago what your fantasy was? Hmm? Probably to have a nuclear war to wipe out the bloody teenagers. No, Victor, the other one. You mean? Yes, Victor, a threesome with me and... And Mrs. Warboys. <laughs> Do you remember Mrs. Warboys? Yep. The door opens to reveal a naked Mrs. Warboys spread eagle on the bed. <laughs> Is that all right for you, Stu? Yeah. Hello, Victor. <laughs> oh, God. You know what's happened there, don't you, Stu? I don't believe it. He's come in his pants. Oh, Victor, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then that's sort of the end of the scene, Stu. <laughs> Do you think it could have uh, been one of the Christmas specials? Eh? Do you think it could have been in one of the Christmas specials? No. Well, what if you put Mrs. Warboys maybe in a bra and pants? Still got Victor... Coming in his pants, though, yeah. yeah, but you wouldn't have to show that. You could just sort of insinuate, couldn't you? Oh, well. Anyway, still we'll be going down to the Bag of Nails next episode. And then, don't worry, I'll be back after that with a new one. Uh, I think of something that I can do for the next one. But now it's time for Mike Reed's Top Tips. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette tape. Uh, featuring two tips from EastEnders' own Mike Reed. Stu, you got a cassette this week? Thank you. Yeah. And click. Hi, Darren, lads. Mike Reed here. A couple of more tips. You looking forward to it, Al? Yeah, of course. Can't hear you, mate. Brilliant. Number one. Pretend you're on a game show when in a hotel by pushing the bell before the receptionist 
finishes asking any question. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. So let's practice it. Hello there, sir. Ding! Mike <laughs> yes. Reed. Okay. Um, do you have a room? Ding! EastEnders. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I was actually asking whether you've got a room. Booked. Ding! Car okay. salesman. Oh, I'm afraid not. Sorry, sir. Could Ding! you? Sir, could you leave the hotel? Turkey dinner. Security. Can we get this man out Ding! of there? Ding! King Charles II. Oh, it's my shift's ended now. Ding! So. Battle of the Sun. Right, get on with it. Help the local police by popping into mortuaries each day and see if you can identify any of the bodies. <laughs> Imagine doing that every day. I'm back. Nope, nope, nope. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Mike. Well, this brings an end to another episode. Let's get the uh, let's get the uh, stuff out of the way first. So on the next episode, uh, in our top three, we would like your top three movie monsters. And in the naughty corner, we would like your favourite films from the year 2007. Me and Stu will also be looking at Elvis Presley and Eggs Benedict for You're the One That I Want, if you want to play along at home. Yep, get revised then. Yep, and you can get in contact with us, stewandalpod at gmail.com or at stewandalpod on Instagram or Twitter. Stu, got anything for us end of the episode? Yes, just had an email just coming actually out. Oh, brilliant. Um, dear Stu and Al, I was watching Braveheart the other day and in the background you can see a car driving by. Is this a mistake or were there really cars around in the 1300s because I can't remember them being any then? P.S. There's an S Club 7 tribute band on in the pub on Friday. Standing room only, as there's only five tables here and they're all full. You in? Frederick Perry Periwinkle from Fife. Well, thank you, Mr. Periwinkle. Of course, we'd like to come see an S Club 7 tribute act. We'll definitely be there, won't we, Stu? Yep. I don't mind standing at that because I'll be up dancing, definitely. Yep. Yep. Um, as in the cars in Braveheart, I mean, there's no scientific evidence to say there wasn't cars. So... And I think my dad used to own a car which was owned by William Wallace himself. There you go. Then. Yeah. I so. thought it was um I thought they were cars around then. Yeah, I think they did. There wasn't many. I think no. it was in the only Ford <laughs> Volvo that were that were going at the time. A Ford and a Volvo. Yeah, Ford and Volvo. Yeah. So Stu, to end the episode, I've got a little quiz for you. Uh I was listening to an old episode, Stu, uh, recently. So I'm very far behind on the episode. And there was a little quiz that you enjoyed before, so I thought I'd do that again. It was the Uncle Dorogay Explains Films quiz. Oh, um, I did enjoy that, didn't I? Yeah, you said you enjoyed that. So again, Uncle Dorogay has got three films that he's going to explain to you um, after he's watched them, and you've got to tell him what films they are. So I'll just get Uncle Dorogay if that's all right. Yeah. Hello, Stuart, you all right? All right, mate. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's getting cold outside and it's difficult because there's not many ladies hanging their knickers on the line anymore. So warm I don't get to steal them as much. Weird, it's warm at the minute. Well, yeah, well, as it's getting darker, because I like to go out and, uh, a bit later at night, you see, but I'm, uh, I just tend to look through windows now. You got uh, a quiz, right? Yeah, 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 of course. Get on with it then. So it's your first film, Stu. I nearly said the title of the film there. That would have ruined it. You've so, been on the show's ruined it. 
So this first one is about this man and he's got this uh, shiny suit or summer and uh, then there's this thing about he's got loads of money and he don't want to be in a team, but then he does want to be in a team at the end, I think, or summer. and this bloke comes to visit him who's got an eye patch or summer. Do you know what that film is, Stu? Dodgeball? No, it's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. So got that one wrong, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, second film, Stu, is about this girl who's not very nice. Uh, she lives with her mum and she swears and that. Um, and then these blokes come to tell her off or something. And then one jumps out the window for some reason at the end. I can't remember why. Gets very cold in the room, apparently. Uh, and they've got like black clothes on with a little collar or something. I don't know. I'm really paying attention. No one this. Here's the exorcist. Well done, yeah. Final one, Stu. It's about this thing that this kid goes in. Uh, then he, some reason he's a man or something when he comes out. He's been to a jungle or something, holiday, I don't know. Uh, then this other kid and another kid, they play, but it don't go well and the animals run around and knock stuff over and stuff. You know what that film is, Stu? Jumanji. Yeah, that's it. That's it, Jumanji. Right. Well, great. Oh, two more, please, Dorigo. Uh, right, well, should I come up with one off the top of my head? Yeah. Let me think, shall I? Well, it's about these blokes and they watch this game or something and then they drink in a pub and they fight and things and then there's this one that's a bit funny and he's got funny voice and then a bomb goes off and like at the football ground or something. Um... With old uh, Gumbo. Yeah, ID2, that's it. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, 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 I can't remember the name. Right, I'll give you one more then. Uh, it's about this thing that's going somewhere and then it hits summer and it's cold and then there's a couple... Oh, well, I remember the bit where the woman's got her tits out and then it's like he's like does summer and then... She, he dies the summer, but then she's still around so she can get her tits out again if she wants. Mary Poppins. No, it was Titanic. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, thanks for joining in, Stone, playing my game, of course. Uh, yeah. Very nice of you. So do you think that we, uh, if Al's not around, I could do the podcast? No. No, all right. All right, well... It's, uh, it's quite dark out now, Stu, so I'm going to go and have a look through the window at the... Uh, the nurses' university. All right. All right. See you uh, later. If you see any buses coming, Dorigo, jump out in front of them because you'll probably live. Yeah. All right. I'll try that. Yeah. Try that. Bye. Bye. That was nice. Wasn't it having Uncle Dorigo for? Um, it's not been on for a while, so. Mm. Mm. Well, let's do the end of the episode. Say hey? goodbye. That's the end of the episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. Goodbye. See ya.